0: I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today I'm going to talk to Tariq and Jackie Burton from Santa Barbara, California. They've been serving as campus ministers at UC Santa Barbara for the past four years. They were recently hired to lead the entire church. They're a young couple and have a nearly two-year-old daughter named Kaya. Tariq will also be a main speaker at the CLIMB Conference in Dallas, Texas. In this episode, they talk about how they felt when asked to lead an entire church. What's the difference between leading in a church and leading the entire church? What are the advantages and challenges of leading an established church while relatively young? And what Tariq plans on preaching on at the CLIMB Small Church Leadership Conference in Dallas? All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no-regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I am so excited because the 2021 CLIMB Conference is around the corner. This is something we've been excited about for well over a year. And if you're leading in a small church or small ministry or small group, you really don't want to miss this event, and it's not too late to sign up. There's going to be inspirational speakers and today I'm talking to to Tariq and and Jackie Burton and Tariq's going to be preaching but there's also going to be amazing speakers practical instruction for example on Friday the whole program is dedicated to helping you do great spiritually you know you might you may have just been beat up this past year coming out of covid and all the different issues that that's brought up But Friday is dedicated to helping you to do great spiritually. And then Saturday is there to help you in your ministry develop a plan for 2022 so that you leave the conference feeling like, not only am I spiritually ready, but I'm also practically ready to take my church to the next level. I I think probably most importantly, you're going to get so encouraged because it's going to be like-minded people who are sold out for the kingdom and also have gone through some battles together. And so you're going to be able to connect with so many different people from all over the country and perhaps around the world who are experiencing the same climb that you are every single day. It's December 2nd through 5th of 2021 2021 in Dallas, Texas. Just go to robskinner.com, look for the Climb Conference tab, and you can register today. It's going to be an amazing time. Well, I'm so happy, again, to have on my program Tariq and Jackie Burton Tariq and Jackie, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks, Rob, excited to be here.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: I'm so happy to have you guys. And I, I'm, I, I can't wait to get into this, but why don't, why don't we go ahead and start with, how did you guys become Christians?
2: I grew up going to a Catholic church. So very traditional Hispanic Catholic home. I went to church every Sunday. Um, and when I was in 11th grade, I remember my mom picked me up <clears throat> from a, from a church class and we got into an argument and she said, why do you go to church if you don't change? Mm. And I started bawling. I was just crying. She was, she was right. I wasn't growing as a person. <clears throat> I wasn't. thing. And that's when I decided to just live life with God alone and, I just was telling myself, I don't need church, I guess. Um, obviously, that didn't go well. <laughs> I continued to be disobedient. I lied, was boy crazy. Um, honestly, I just wasn't really living a better life at all. And I went to a high school where there were four Christians, four disciples that went to um and one of them invited me out to a service, and I just fell in love with the worship, with God's word, and I felt his energy, and I wanted to continue to come to every event. So I went to high school devotionals, I went to services, I participated in some events after service as well. And one day, um, someone asked me, Are you, do you want to study the Bible? And I said yes right away, because I never read the Bible growing up. I did everything else. I went to church and everything, but I never really learned. And I spent two months studying the Bible and I I got baptized right after I graduated high school. Mm. I decided that, you know what, I want to live this life for Christ. And I I never knew the the sacrifice that he made for me. I heard stories, but I never really understood what, what that meant or what he went through. So I was really impacted by his word and I wanted to make that decision to to make Jesus lord of my life and so got baptized on June 13th 2012
0: wow congratulations it's awesome
2: thank you
1: awesome yeah so for me uh I guess similar beginnings in terms of just being raised religiously uh, you know went to church all, all, all sorts of churches charismatic churches conservative churches uh you know you see depicted on in, in the movies or on tv like i was i was there uh, you know my parents uh, my parents were seekers and and we were church top and um i went with them i didn't have my own personal relationship with god at all i didn't have my own faith i, I was just kind of just going with them because it's, it's what we had to do it's, it's what we did on sunday morning. because mm-hmm. we went to church growing up and went to christian schools and so i had a a, a I wouldn't say it was an extensive knowledge of the Bible, but I knew about God. I knew um, different parts of the Bible, different um, stories, different people in scriptures. And so uh, I had a pretty decent foundation um, of just the Bible and knowing God. Um, I felt like because I was always in church or in Christian schools, uh, felt like far away for me to reach out and grab him and find him. Um, but I never took initiative to actually seek him, and I got to college, uh, it was the first time I was in like a secular school long term, right, bounced um, in and out of, 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 of private school, had, had some public school um, growing up, but I went to Cal State Long Beach, and, and yeah, it was the first time I was in a long term secular environment, so I knew I needed uh, to find a group that will help foster my faith, I, I knew that, right, like, but I remember uh, praying to God, saying, "Hey, look! If this is if this is your plan for me, if this is what you want for my college experience, you're going to make it happen." Mm. Um, essentially, I was telling God, "I'm not going to to search for you. <laughs> right? If if I encounter a group, then then Amen. Right? So be it. Right? But I was not actively pursuing any faith based organizations, any churches in the area. I was in a new city, um, and so um, I remember." I was approached and I was invited to church by um, a girl I had a crush on, um, and it would be it, it would have been a great story if if that young woman happened to be Jackie. <laughs> I had not yet met it's Jackie um, at that point, but I had a crush on her and she invited me to church. And so, uh, what do you do when you're a guy and you like a girl? She invites you somewhere, you go, right? <laughs> you know, so I went, and um, I began again. My initially I went just to get to know her, but um something about the church and something about the environment it's it's the church that we're still part of today um it it kind of pulled me in and it made me desire a spiritual community where everyone in the community was focused on getting to know God personally wow and I began to study the Bible with them um really I just felt like at that point I kind of owed I owed it to God like I had not been in church um, since I started college and I was not reading my Bible. And so I was like, man, I will say yes to these Bible studies they invited me to because I was like, I owe this to God. I owe <laughs> you some time, right? Um, and, and in those studies, I quickly realized that my faith, uh, my view of God was formed by by the the things that people had told me. Mm. Uh, or my view of God was formed on my own, right? And it was not formed, my faith was not formed by the God of the Bible and I saw that because of that, I needed to make some decisions uh, in my life to prioritize Him and truly live with Him as Lord of my life. And so um, May 16th, 2010 was when I decided to get baptized and make Jesus Lord of my life. And so that's how that's how I became a Christian. Wow. So it's been, it's been 11 and a half years, uh, wow. and it's been quite the adventure.
0: Okay, so you're 30, Jackie, you're 27, yep. is that right? Okay, so, so you guys got baptized really young. You are about 20 or so or 19, Tariq, when you got baptized? 18. I was 18. 18. Oh, my gosh. And you were right around the same age?
2: Yes. Oh, I started boy. studying the Bible at 17, but got baptized at 18. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so you guys both came out of really st- sounds like strong families, strong family structures, strong yeah. religious structure, which is kind of rare these days, especially with the church church going. that's interesting okay so you had this crush on this girl Mm -hmm. but you ended up marrying Jackie okay so there had to be a a turn in the road there what how'd you guys get together
2: well the okay let me explain so the first time I saw Tariq was the week before I got baptized he came to a midweek service late Um, later I found out it wasn't his fault but that was my first impression. I was like, okay, this guy coming in late during during the lesson. How I, was, I was actually I was with my
1: brother. I was with him. Yeah, yeah, your
2: family. Yeah, um and you know, I didn't think much of it. I just thought that was kind of rude. um And then, so the week after I got baptized, um, Tariq wasn't able to make it to my baptism, but he made it up by asking me out on a date as a congratulations, welcome to the kingdom. But the way he asked me was really awkward. <laughs> he was trying to be funny, but it wasn't working out because I had a date with another brother and he was telling me, hey, I heard you have a date on Saturday. And I was like, yes, I do actually. And it threw him off and it threw his joke off. I don't know what he was trying to do, but it wasn't working.
1: Unsuccessful.
2: <laughs> um, so that was kind of weird. But we went on our first date like a week after I got baptized and it was a fun date, but I mean, we didn't have feelings for each other. Um, it just, I thought this guy was cool and that's it. And later on, I became close friends with his sister and I asked his sister to go on a double date with me. And I was just thinking, Hey, I'll take one of your brothers out because it's convenient. Right. I'm, I'm picking her up. Might as well just pick up one of her brothers but I chose Tariq because I felt like we've already talked. He's a cool guy. I, I want to get to know him more. And I guess Tariq thought that I liked him.
1: <laughs> yep, I <laughs> and, thought she's taking me because she likes me.
2: <laughs> when really, I just thought it was convenient. Um, but I think that just sparked that friendship even more to me and pursue that relationship. But I honestly just wanted to be friends with him and nine months later i realized oh i actually have feelings for him i like him I, he's fun and i yeah it took me a while to realize that i had those feelings but it was a long nine months for Tariq, for sure
0: oh because you you liked her during that time Tariq?
1: i, I liked her first I yeah. liked her okay oh um, yeah probably a few months after we met i started developing feelings for her uh, and so, yeah, I did. I did like her first, but I thought that she liked me earlier than she did. <laughs> so, yeah, I, on that date, I I remember I was like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> this is mutual. All right, we're going places. You know, so but it, uh, it was just convenient. I was yeah, I was, I was, just, I was just, just trying to
2: have fun. <laughs> okay,
0: so then, how long did you guys date before you guys got married?
1: Dated for four years. Oh mm-hmm. my uh, gosh, four years yeah
2: <laughs> yeah lord right?
1: almighty four wow four um, years broke up broke up three times three
2: yeah it was
1: three different times on and
2: off four, four years <laughs> yeah
1: three different times what was going on um some some of it was like just like long distance uh and mm-hmm. it was just hard to make it happen i think the feelings were always there it was just timing uh yeah. timing wasn't the greatest and so So yeah, because timing wasn't there, it was hard to provide direction or gain a sense of direction for the relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: Also a lot of personal growth. I think for me, I started dating right after high school, my first real relationship. So um, I was learning a lot about myself and I grew up kind of in that environment, very sheltered, didn't really talk about my emotions. And so I think for me, it was definitely um, more for growth.
0: Wow. Okay. So you guys were not in the same ministry together. You guys were separate?
1: Weren't we're, we were in the LA church together, but I was in Long Beach and then Jackie was in Los Angeles
2: mm-hmm.
1: City. And so and so yeah, there's about an hour drive, sometimes less, sometimes more, depending okay. on traffic. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't super long distance, but I didn't have a car. Jackie had a car. I didn't have a car oh.
0: at the time. Yeah. So that made
1: it a little bit more challenging.
0: Yeah. I mean, Los Angeles, what a vast area. I mean, I'm not from mm-hmm. Los Angeles. I still get confused where everything's at, but it's, it's a huge, huge, you know, metropolitan area, obviously. Yeah. It is. Okay. So you guys took four years. That would be I mean, kudos to you guys. You guys stuck together for four years. You get married and mm-hmm. then catch us up to speed. How'd you end up in Santa Barbara?
1: Yeah, so we actually got married in Santa Barbara. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Um,
1: so, so yeah, so I was I was serving as a an intern, paid intern, um, in L.A. Um, at Lifeway Church in Los Angeles, and uh, yeah, I, I desired um, obviously loved it there. Loved my experience. Still connected. Um, have, have really great relationships there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I desired uh, to 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 be paid a little bit more um, to move from part time to full time. I uh, wanted to stay in campus ministry. I was serving in the campus ministry there, so I felt passionate about staying in campus ministry um, at that season in my life. Um, and so I just began to pray and, um, you know, and, and I saw that Santa Barbara was hiring a campus minister. And I knew Chris Tang um, just kind of just kind of on an acquaintance level. Um, it's not deep at all, but I knew him well enough to send him an email, say, hey, look, like, love to learn more about the position um and uh so we set up an interview and, and it was great and we actually were just at a marriage retreat um in indian wells and and we walked by it was the same resort that retreat where i sat down with chris was and so we actually walked by that table that table still there where chris mm-hmm. and i sat down for the first time and talked about the position talked about santa barbara um you know and in. I applied and had an interview with the core group, their core leadership group. Um, shortly after I applied, and uh, after the interview, I said to myself, uh, "I did not get that job. <laughs> I did not feel like I did a great interview, and it was on Zoom, which, which back then it was abnormal to do things on Zoom, but right. now it's it's the norm to do things on Zoom. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I closed my laptop, said I didn't. I said it loud, like so my roommates at the time can hear. Well, I did not get that interview." And my roommate came in to the room and he said, hey, do you want to see a movie? I was like, yeah, let's go see a movie. <laughs> right? And go see the movie. And then a few days later, I got the call and they, were, they offered the position, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I did some praying and uh, getting some advice and stuff. And it felt like it was the move that I felt we felt like God was calling. I felt like God was calling me there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, and um, Jackie and I, we were actually broken up at that time. Yeah, we, we were broken up at that time. Uh, we were like getting close to getting back together. Um, but we, I remember giving her a call and saying, Hey, look, like, I feel like God's calling me to Santa Barbara. What do you think? And she was like, you need to go. Um, if God is calling you, you need to go. Um, you know, and that was, that was the moment where I was like, I mean, I had, I had actually gotten, this This is a story for another day. I got the engagement ring before our last breakup.
0: <laughs> oh my god, <gosh. laughs> so I was
1: ready to go, Rob. I was ready to go. Um, we broke up, uh, you know, we were kind of getting back together there and, and it was, something that I was taking inventory of because I was like, if I move, um, wonder what's going to happen, um, with, with, us. is it still going to happen? Like, are we still going to be engaged and get married and, you know, hearing that and, and just saying prayers, just of surrender to God's will, decided to move up. Uh, came up to Santa Barbara. I had never been to Santa Barbara before in my life, Uh, right? So I mean, totally God's calling, right? Sent me up there. Never been up up here before in my life uh, outside of the day I moved. And the rest is history. Mm -hmm. Um, Came up here. Jackie uh, finished school.
2: Yeah, I was still in school. So he moved up in April. And then once I graduated, I moved up and I just wanted to to help the women. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And before she moved up, we got back together. And then we are here serving in the cause ministry together and then um, got engaged and got married. So
0: Wow. I mean, I'd love to dig into that. Like how, like how was it tied into the ministry you guys getting back together or was it totally separate? I mean, that'd be a big step to just kind of risk it and go, Hey, I'm going to, after three or four breakups, I'm going to move up there to Santa Barbara. I mean, what were you thinking?
1: Um, you know, I think um it was a big faith move right like I had I felt like I had I've gotten to the point of surrender in our relationship and and I had several times of prayers or moments of prayer uh with God basically about hey look look like if, if if you want us to be together um then then I trust that you'll still work it out um despite the distance despite the move um uh, you know like if this is truly from you um then it'll happen and and it did you know and and honestly like um jackie i think she had every reason to to say hey i don't think you should go to santa barbara i think you should stay here we're trying to fix we're trying to work things out over here in our relationship but when she said you need to go i knew this woman's spiritual Mm. this woman loves god um and she's she's at a, a, a point where she's submissive to god and his will um in regards to our relationship, you know, and so, and so it was a big faith move, right? Big faith move, I had the ring, made the financial (laughs) investment, Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I think what I I love, I love the tank so much, and they were with us every step of the way, and um, I told them, they they knew they were aware of our relationship, and that um, Jackie wanted to be in the ministry as well, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're very supportive, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, so I'm extremely grateful for them, but yeah, so it was kind of big faith move, all right. And then you got the ministry side of it, uh, but it all came together and mm-hmm. it was totally God. And um, I think um, us just being here and leading the church now is is a result of, of the faith mm-hmm. wow. that we displayed back then, you know, so.
2: Yeah.
0: Jackie, what what was going through your mind? That's I mean, that's a big risk yeah. on your part.
2: Yeah. I mean, we've been through so much and I just knew, well, God's going to make it clear for us. Where he wants us and if he wants us to be together and we did get back together and you know I got I I was able to connect with Rebecca and be open with her and I feel like. The tangs just helped us in our relationship and I feel like for me God was making it clear during that time like hey this this can work and Santa Barbara can work for me too, so um, I honestly was a little worried, but at the same time, just excited to see what God was going to do, to be honest. Okay.
0: So you guys broke up, you guys were broken up at the time, but you were still in discussion. I mean, there was still Mm -hmm. communication in the back of your mind. You're like, if you'd like it to work out. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. I see. So you're broken up, but intention to get back together. If at all, if at all possible. Yep. Okay. So let's just change the channel. What got you interested in ministry in the first place? Like what you say you felt called. Why did you guys both decide, Hey, we want to do ministry with our lives. I mean, you guys are obviously very talented. What, what was it? What was it about ministry that attracted you?
1: Yeah. Um, did you want to go first? You can go. Yeah. So I think for me, that's a great question. Um, I think, um, and I, I love being asked that question because it does take me back. Mm-hmm. Um, right and, and it helps me remember why I fell in love with ministry in the first place and really it's I mean I think. Um, Jesus is sacrifice and, and what he did for me, um, it was so significant so profound that that I knew hey if i'm able to, to dedicate my life to sharing the good news with others right, and helping them experience life the way God wants them to live, helping others experience God's best for them. If I can do that um, in a full time setting, like if that can be my job, uh, then, then, then I want to do it right and my heart was very much like if, if ministry did not work out, I, I would still serve um, mm-hmm. um, as, as best as I could, right, whether it's self supporting, right, there's even a part um, early on in, over here in Santa Barbara, where I was kind of part time ministry, part time, I started a business, you know, and so like, my heart was very much so God and and his people and loving them and and paying um, what's been invested in me forward. Um, And so to answer the question, simply it's Jesus and uh, my personal response to the cross, but just the love of people. Mm. Right? I love helping people um, fulfill their purpose, discover God's best for them. Mm. um, You know, and so that's what
2: Motivated me uh, to go into the ministry. Wow. For me, so I'm naturally very introverted. Ministry wasn't really like a goal. um, But I did feel like God always called me into leadership. Um, I remember I was a young Christian, six months old spiritually, and my campus minister called me into leadership. And honestly, my campus ministers really gave me a lot of vision. Um, I was just naturally just doing things because I cared about people. And yeah, my response to the cross, I'm like, why wouldn't I do this for God? And so later on, that's when my campus ministers, they told me, hey, you can, I see you doing ministry. And that was a big shocker for me. I'm like, really? Like, I never really thought about it. I just loved his kingdom and I wanted to serve. And Ever since my campus minister had that conversation with me, I was like, okay, I can do this. Like God is calling me and I kind of just pushed it to the side, didn't really pay much attention to it. And so, um, yeah, I just started doing more, getting more advice, being trained by our campus ministers and then um, moved up to Santa Barbara and I was self-support for a really long time. I actually just got hired last year for the first time In ministry. (laughs) Yeah. So I I worked, I had a full-time job and I, after work would just be in Bible studies and reach out. And so I, I couldn't say no, to be honest. Yeah.
0: So you guys were working together side by side in the campus ministry for four years. It's a long time. Mm -hmm. And then something happened. You, you, you got asked to lead the entire church Describe what happened, and then what was it like when you got asked to lead the church? What was your reaction?
1: Yeah, um, you know this. I mean, it kind of so. It's like you got the pandemic, and then everything Mm -hmm. that happened within the pandemic, and then and then and then this, right? Like this opportunity presented itself, and so it had always been um, uh, an aspiration of of ours, mine, to to lead a church. Right, uh, you know, like, is it, and it always seemed like it was something that was a long way off. Right, like mm-hmm. eventually we will be leading the church. Right, we would have conversations. Hey, when we're leading the church, this is this is what we'll do, or this is how we'll uh, uh, we'll strategize certain things. Right, so like it always felt like it was far away. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, in one of my first uh, mentoring times with Chris Tang who led the church with his wife rebecca before um we we started leading the church um one of of my first mentoring times four years ago he sat down with me he's 26 um and he was like "Tariq, i see you leading the church while you're still in your 20s and when he said that to me because again it it seemed like it was such a a long way off when he said that to me I, i looked at him and kind of smiled that's awesome, bro. But in the back of my mind, I was like, you're crazy. Like, that's not gonna happen. Uh I have so much to learn, right? That you, you got four years to work with, you know, and, and 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 he for the for for the past four years, the duration of our, our relationship, our mentoring relationship, he would he would say that, he would put it before me. Uh, you know, and, and most of the time I was like, You're crazy. Like that was my thought, right? And and it's crazy to think that um the opportunity presented itself while I was still 29. Um, i had not yet turned 30 um and the conversation about us leaving the church came up and
2: and honestly
1: i think um a part of me did feel uh d- did feel kind of like um hesitant anxious right like frightened because it was like this is something i did not see coming this early right right so if i'm honest yeah i think when it initially was presented i was like man am i am i going to actually are we actually going to be Uh, able to do this, right? Is this in the realm of possibility for us now? Um, Is this too early? Should we wait? Uh, You know, so, so that all came through my mind, but there is another side of me that did feel, that did feel ready, uh, that did feel equipped, right? And again, part of that was probably just like my passion, right? Like career goals, right? Talking, but (laughs) I think another part of it was just the leadership um, and the training that the tanks had given us. Um, Like we walked closely with them um, every day in the ministry, and yep. um, we actually really did feel like we partnered with them in leading the church. Um, our focus was college ministry, uh, which we were passionate about building. But um, the nature of our our church is we, there's it was just the four of us on staff: Chris, Rebecca, mm-hmm. um, and us. And uh, and so we we had a hand in a lot of the the day to day responsibilities of leading the church, and so. Um, yeah, when 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 we were asked to lead the church, yeah, there's a moment of of just fear, right? Like um I felt, man, Joshua be strong and courageous, right? Like uh, but also I felt like a spirit of of just readiness, but also a spirit of faith. And so I had mixed feelings
2: <laughs> yeah. when we were
1: asked to lead the church. Mixed so feelings. So many
2: feelings. I was so surprised that I think it took me a week to realize what happened. Like, wait, this is real. <laughs> maybe not a week, but it definitely took in a few days. Um, I just felt so many emotions and, but really grateful for the Tangs because we were able to walk with them and they gave us so much vision, but it just came a little sooner than we thought. Um, but totally God, he worked it out.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and, and when, when we were told that, um, we were going to leave the church, um, the, the initial feeling, at least for, for me, was just shock, like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, like, we had gotten to a place where we were like, God, like, uh, may or will be done here, mm-hmm. right, whether you choose us, whether you decide um, to bring in um, um, a, di- a different couple, right, like, whatever it is, we know that you have um, your best in mind for us, and uh, the best in mind for Santa Barbara, whatever that may be, and so, and so we had gotten to a place where we were just submitted, and mm-hmm. we weren't really sure where things were going up going to land and so when we were selected to lead the church or asked to lead the church uh, we were shocked it was like, whoa this is actually happening yeah uh, but uh but but i mean when it was announced what had done it for me was you know you you, you feel believed in by god which is incredible for your faith right mm-hmm. you, kind of, you go to several levels um, um in your faith personally um, but the amount of support we got from the members was just huge mm. Uh, you know, like, wow, we actually made an impact, even though we're young, and I know you wanted to talk about some <laughs> advantages and challenges of leading uh, while you're young, even though we're young, the church really does support us, you know, and so yeah. we we got, we gained that affirmation, yeah, from God first, but also uh, from the, the the men and women we, we respect um, mm-hmm. in our membership, you know, so.
0: Just as a little side note, I mean, you really got to hand it to Chris and Rebecca Tang. I mean, they really know how to pick ministry positions. First of all, they spend like 10 or 20 years in Santa Barbara, which is one of yeah. the most beautiful cities in the country, if not in the world. I mean, it's just awesome. And then where did they go? They go to La Jolla, California, which is, I think, my favorite place in the world. I mean, just, it's like, yep. for, they, they're they like skipping on the on the uh, lily pads from one paradise to, to another. I mean, it's just... Very very smart people. I mean, great people too. Just yeah. Um, talking about Santa Barbara, it's one of the wealthiest places in the country. I mean, it's just that's it's the home of Oprah. You've got the mm-hmm. former. Yeah. You've got the Prince of England. I think there. You know, I yeah. think yes. Harry's there. Um, any number of celebrities live there in in one of those enclaves. I can't remember the name of the the town there. It's right next Mar-Sita. to Montecito. Right. Okay. So you've mm-hmm. got. It's super expensive. I know that. I I think houses start just just beater houses start at like a million dollars or something like that. How what have you found challenging in terms of like you guys are a young couple, um, you know, just starting out in the ministry. It must be challenging in terms of just reaching out to the community. I mean, it's there's so much wealth there. There's just a lot of um. You know, just what, what have you what what are some of the challenges you faced in, in getting started?
1: Yeah, uh, great question. Um, I think uh, you know, I think what, what God has done is I think he's used um, and I used I use the word pandemic, but I'm referring to everything that took place last year and into this year. Um I think he's used that to form the community. Um and so yeah, I think yes, yeah, some some challenges are, yeah, there are people who are very wealthy. Um, and because they've um, they gained all this wealth, there's a there's a there's a pride that comes with it, um, where you don't really want to talk to very many people, right? So that, that's that's mm-hmm. challenge that, that that's challenging in itself, um, right? Like, um, but I think uh, some of the, um, the 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 biggest challenges of this the the community is that it's a transient society. Um, a lot of people don't stay. In Santa Barbara for for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Unless unless you're super uber wealthy, right? So like Chris and Rebecca being able to stay here for that long is actually pretty rare, uh, you know. And so and so that's that's been a challenge because we would have we we will have people come into our church and serve and grow and uh, become pillars, and then they would they would they would move and leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a challenge. It's, it's hard to gain momentum. Uh, you know, it's a little bit more challenging to to, to build. Uh, in that in that regards um i think another challenge really is is navigating these hot topic issues mm. that have seemed to to present themselves now these issues they've always been there right they, they they're not new issues to, to 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 the world in 2021 right like right. It's, they've always been there um i think the challenge is now people are are looking for answers everywhere And because people are looking for answers everywhere we as the church we need to be able to provide the godly answers right so that when people are looking for answers from the church they're getting the right answers Mm -hmm. um you know what's been challenging there is um some of these issues the church has been historically silent on right and so and so it's hard to find precedent right or it's, it's hard to pull on the experiences of some of the um older ministers or um, some of the more experienced ministers, because it's been, there's been silence in some of those areas. And so, and so it's a challenge in Santa Barbara because you kind of have this mix of 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 the age demographic, right? You got a lot of college students, there's actually a lot of like younger professionals in the area. Yeah. And then, and then you have the the old and retired, right? And so it's like you got probably about 50% of the community is like. Wanting to hear about these hot topics, right? right. And wanting answers. And Then you got right. the other side. is like we don't, we don't want to talk about this stuff, right? Right. right. And so, and so, those have been some of the challenges as far as the community mm-hmm. um, yeah. around us.
2: Was, yeah, I think just right. on top of that, just the pandemic and the fact that I think just a lot of people got comfortable during that time, and uh-huh. even coming out of that has been hard with all of that as well. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you guys, when was the church started in Santa Barbara originally?
1: Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, uh, did, I mean, we've, we've, did, was
0: it started by Josh Peterson back in the day? 89, 90, something. I think he mentioned something like that. I'm i sure. I mean, I yeah. would guess that y- the church is probably as old as you guys. I mean, that must be, yeah. it must be challenging. What's it like leading that kind of middle-aged church?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, we have, so yeah, we, it, it's it's kind of a clear divide, you know, who's, who's older, who's younger, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's challenging, I mean, you know, acknowledging 1 Timothy 4.12, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, right, but it's right. still a challenge leading people who are older than us, mm-hmm. All right, we have some members, yeah, as you said, um, they've been Christians longer than, than Jackie's been alive, right, right. some have been <laughs> Christians. <laughs> Um, there's one there's one member here who's been a Christian longer than I've been alive, 31 years and then there's there's several people who are around the 30 uh the 30 year old range right and so like 30 years spiritually and so there's this um and 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 a lot of them are 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 very supportive um -hmm. but even in conversation with them you can we can I can sense like there's this kind of underlying like sense of like you're still young um Like, yes, you're the minister, but, but I may know more than you, Mm -hmm. you know, I may have seen more situations than you, which could be the case. And I think there's ways you can express that in a a humble way. Um, But it is challenging. Yeah. It is, it is challenging figuring out the angle to approach Mm -hmm. uh, some of those members, you know,
2: age, but also experience. Um, I mean, we just started in July Right, and we've done campus ministry, our whole walk with God ever since it started so I would say experience on top of that as well um especially for me since I've been self-support for so long and um I I spent most of my time at work
0: right
2: (laughs) you know I'm again grateful for the tangs and they just lived life with us and she taught me so much um and being able to be that light at work and and still do ministry Um, But I think that's what made it a little difficult as well is the lack of experience.
0: Right. Well, Jackie, let's, let's dig into that a little bit. What's the difference between being a leader in a church and actually leading the church?
2: Yeah. Different responsibilities. So we were campus ministers before, and that was our main focus was the college ministry. We were at UCSB, Santa Barbara city college and being now leading a church, you're, you have more responsibilities, but you're also involved with many groups, you know, you're, um, the singles, young marrieds, older marrieds, teen ministry, you, you get to influence a lot of the groups and more people in the community. Whereas before it was just kind of focused on one group.
0: Now, and now you've got a, almost two-year-old Kaya. How's mm-hmm. that going? adding a, a baby yeah. into the mix, that must be a little challenging.
2: It, yeah. And to be honest, I'm still learning. Uh, I became a mom during the pandemic, mm-hmm. which was very convenient because I got to stay home. <laughs> and I, I enjoyed it for sure. Um, but now I've definitely learned to ask for help. We, we ask people to help babysit when we have meetings. I'm super grateful for Kids Kingdom. But even after you know the fellowship, we have new faces every week. Um, you know, she she wants to be with me all the time, my my little two, my almost two-year-old. Um, so I asked people to just help and hey, can you can you play with her, spend some time? And she loves people too, so it's easy for her just to go with the, the students or you know, other moms and she gets to have fun with them. But that and communication with, with Tariq has been helpful and um, you know, I'm still learning, but that's what's been helpful so far is other people and just communication with, with my husband as well. And honestly, sometimes I just bring her along and it, it goes well. You yeah. know, she, she gets to see what I'm doing. She, she gets mm-hmm. to join in on my prayer walks, even though she gets distracted and she distracts me. But at least she's growing up with that. And that's what I admired with the tanks too. They did that with their daughters. Sometimes they just brought their daughters with them. And so that's kind of what I want to imitate as well. And hopefully it gets to impact my daughter as well.
0: Right. Now, what was your strategy going into? I mean, you're stepping into a new role, you're younger, and all of a sudden you're in charge of everything. What was your mindset? What was your like, okay, this is my game plan here to in leading the church. Like what, what's going through your mind? At least in the first, let's just say first six months to a year.
1: Yeah, great question. Um I think so we keep we keep referencing the pandemic. So like we 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 didn't meet in person um uh, for church out here until Easter. So April 1st. Um we uh it was announced to the church that we were going to to lead the church at the end of May. Um and then the Tangs were there for the transition, and we started July 1st. And so, and so our game plan uh, very much so was hey we need to make sure people remember what it's like to be the church. Mm -hmm. Um, Right like YouTube is great zoom is great Um, it kept us connected when we were we were we had to shelter in in home, Um, but that's not like I don't believe God wanted the church to be purely YouTube or, or zoom you know, and I think as Jackie mentioned earlier, a lot of people, they learned some things they maybe some 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 bad habits. And um, it was a time where a lot of people were just in their homes, mm-hmm. right with their families and not interacting with each other. And so we knew, hey, look, like if we want to build God's church here, if we want to grow the church, like we need to be a strong family, right, like church, the the the, the dominant word, the, the Bible uses to describe church in the, in the New Testament is family. Right. And so we we're like, man, we need to, we need to kind of remember and relearn a lot of the things we were doing um, in the beginning. And so um, we started a series called squad goals. And it was all about relationships. And um, what we did was we wanted to to preach the theology of it on Sundays, um, but really live out the practicality of it throughout the week. Mm -hmm. And so everything we did as a church outside of a Sunday, what the goal was, hey, we're trying to recultivate family. And the mm-hmm. bonds that we had before the pandemic and so we would do fellowship nights we did ice cream socials um what, what else game did game do? we did game nights right and the goal of that was we just need to to remember and relearn what it's like to just be together again
2: mm-hmm.
1: um we had a, a a midweek a reconciliation midweek where um you know the the social injustice conversation got to its peak last year and there's a lot of people who are hurt there's a lot of things said online on social media and we had several members. Uh, we partnered with several members, and, and actually had some of them come up and issue apologies, and uh, really put before the church the example um, God wants us to have or wants us to be. Um, in light of all those conversations, He wants us to be unified. He wants us to have each other's back, uh, you know. And so, and so that was our, our 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 three to six month plan initially, right? Like, hey, and we're still we're still about it. Uh, family, we're pushing the bonds. Like we have our men's midweeks, our women's midweeks, um, uh, you know, and again, it's just to really cultivate this, this, this environment of family. And we've gained so much momentum through that. Um, uh, you know, and we, we, are we're, we're constantly hearing about groups of our members going out and doing stuff outside of Wednesdays and outside of Sundays, like it's starting to look like the family we once were mm-hmm. before the pandemic. And we knew, Hey, if we get. If we get to a place where we are better um, than we were, more unified than we were, and, and we're living life together in a greater way than we were before the pandemic, we know come January 1st, we're really going to be able to do incredible things for God uh, through that. And so, and so, yeah, that was our, our it, it, was, it, it was a little bit different because we became the church leaders during the pandemic. And so we said, hey, we need to acknowledge what's, what's happened. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we need, there's some healing and there's some relational work that needs to take place, um, before we go out, um, and start doing, um, things differently and starting different initiatives. And so, um, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's kind of been what we've been up to, uh, over here and God's worked, God's blessed it.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: <clears throat> We're going to throw some, oh, go, sorry. go ahead, Jackie.
2: I was just going to add, it's really going back to the basics, you know, loving God and, and loving people, loving one another. So that's kind of what we're focusing on and yeah it's been going great and I just hear even with the women just hey that was a great time together and being able to spend time with God and one another. Like sometimes life is just so many things happen that we forget how to walk with God sometimes you know and being able to do that together with the church, I think, has been really helpful just going back to the basics.
0: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about ministry. You, sounds like you've had a good experience pulling people back together. Any advice you'd give to small ministry leaders, small church leaders in pulling people back in the wake of, of COVID when people have been so disconnected? What, what's what's worked for you in getting people back together?
1: I think celebrating the small victories, the small wins. Um, you know, for a long time we had... Um, a, a decent percentage of our fellowship just remaining and choosing just to stay at home and watch what we were doing online and on Zoom, um, and they they slowly started coming back, um, and these people they were the ones who were just at home they weren't really connecting with anybody weren't reaching out people were reaching out to them to hang out um, and they, were, they they were standoffish you know and so um, as they started to come back um, in, in in into the fellowship we celebrated that. Mm-hmm. you know we made sure hey to make them feel comfortable at ease in light of um covid and um, anything else that was going on but at the same time making them feel like hey you were missed and we are so much better when you're here um in person mm-hmm. uh, and so mm-hmm. and so celebrating the small victories but also um being intentional in 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 what we're planning to do outside of sunday you know like. We've had, again, the ice cream social we just had a few weeks ago at Trunk or Treat. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've seen like there are people who weren't coming to service on a Sunday who were, who were showing up to those things. <laughs> and so we thought, man, there's, there's this value in in having these. Right. And right. then you can have the conversations about, OK, you're here today. <laughs> let's let's have you come on Sunday as well. Right, you know, exactly. And, so, so, and then helping them understand, hey, look like this is good for you spiritually, but also. Man, when you are here things are much better uh than when you are when you're away you know and so and so really kind of fostering the family side of 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 man i feel loved when i'm there um you know or i feel like i'm making um a valuable contribution mm-hmm. um to the church when i'm there as opposed to being um, away mm. okay <laughs>
0: you're going to be one of the keynote speakers at the climb conference. And I'm really excited about this because we are looking for someone who is younger. And, you know, I'm really excited about a few trends that have happened recently. One is Brian and Abby Mackey have been leading the new planting to Flagstaff Arizona, and they're doing a fantastic job there, which is awesome. And that church is taking off. But then I heard about you guys who are also young and I'm like, this is, this is, this is a, a super bright spot. And uh, I was talking to Ron Hammer, and I know you guys are, live relatively close. And I said, hey, I, I wanted to let you know, I wanted to talk to Tariq about speaking. And he and he called me back. He goes, that guy's an amazing preacher. And <laughs> that's what he has like. Okay, great. Thanks, Ron. And, uh, you know, Ron's a guy I totally respect. And I I'm looking forward to hearing you preach. The title of your message is Anchored you're talking to small church leaders. What are you looking forward to sharing? Can you give a little bit of a, a preview, a little um, little hint of what you want to be talking about?
1: Yeah. Um, yes, no, again, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, thank you for the invitation. I'm excited about uh, being able to contribute to what God's gonna do there, and uh, what he desires to do there. And, and um, I love the topic uh, because it's it's absolutely essential, right? Like, like God's presence, is where we've been created to thrive right our lives are so much better when we're close to God, and I think um, the past few years have, it's, it's been extremely unique. And I think um, a unique circumstances they 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 require um, a, a unique amount of assertiveness um, when it comes to our connection with God right and so i'm looking forward to to sharing my personal experiences. And I hope that it really do, does add value um, to the attendees faith. You know, I'm excited to be with everybody over there in Dallas. But again, I think the unique um, nature of the past couple of years, I think it's, it's taught me that I need to I need to display and, and live with a unique aggressiveness when it comes to my relationship with God. That's right. Um, I think it's the pandemic has really um, the past two years have, have really um, refined uh, my personal conviction um, when it comes to being close to God. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to share, uh, share about that. And so again, thanks for having me Oh man, Uh, over there. Thanks for having us. And and we're excited to be out there in Dallas with everybody. It's going to be great.
0: Now I interviewed your brother and sister-in-law, Amir and Jewel Burton a while back. What does Amir think about, about you leading your own church? Is he a little jealous? I just, I just want to know. I'm, I'm hoping this will spur him on to a little jealousy, and he'll be leading his own church soon. But anyway, just, how's he feeling?
1: Um, you know, when I told him, he was, he was excited. Uh, you know, <laughs> extremely supportive and excited for us. And I think he does like um, desire to have some influence in like um, our decisions. And I think he wants to, 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 to know what we're, what we're up to. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because I'll call him and. Um, we'll talk and co- we'll have conversations about different things that's going on over here and in his church over there. And uh, and he'll always like make an effort to like uh, speak into some things, you know, and i <laughs> let him, he's great, stuff, but you know, it is, it is funny uh, to, to see that because he actually went into the ministry before I did, right? And so um, he went into the ministry first and, and and it's funny because the dynamic, I was born first, right? I I became, I became a Christian before him. Uh, he went to the ministry before me. Uh, you know, so it's a pretty cool dynamic that we have. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he was excited and proud of us and uh, fired up. So
0: now, are you guys twins? Are you guys?
1: we triplets. 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 Tri- we have a sister. Oh my yeah. gosh! Now I didn't
0: know that. And I, I know you mentioned you had a sister. I didn't even know you had a sister. I didn't know you're triplets.
1: Mm-hmm. We're triplets. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what's the what's the birth order there?
1: So I was first. Uh, my sister was second. And then Amir was last. Amir was, Amir's the clone, right? I call him the clone. What's
0: your, what's your sister's name?
1: Her name's Ayana.
0: Ayana, okay. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Okay, so um, let me just let me just ask you one, one final question now. Um, yeah. Any advice that you'd like to give to a person who wants to make this life count? I mean, this person is like, hey, that sounds awesome. I'd love to be making a difference like that. How do you get there? What are the steps?
2: Oh, well, first I wanted to say what has helped me is not forgetting to to have fun with God. I I get too serious and I worry a lot about how can I make this count? How can I make this experience great? Or doing X, Y, and Z. If it doesn't happen this way, I'm gonna fail. Um, And so sometimes I just forget to really enjoy that time of learning and enjoy that time of, well, you know what, I'm going to make a mistake, but I'm going to get advice. I'm going to learn and grow from this. And God's definitely going to lead the way. I think that's a great start, just being anchored with God as well and not forgetting our roots.
1: Mm. Yeah. You know, I think that's a wonderful question. And again, um, I love what you're doing with this podcast and Um, I love, again, just the the, the phrasing, how do we make this life count, I think. uh, I think the only way I'm a firm believer in this, I think we all can agree, the only way we can make this life count is is by drawing near to God and following Jesus wholeheartedly. Um, I think I'd I'd add to that by saying, um, I believe I'm a firm believer in that God has wired all of us, he's designed us, he's crafted all of us uniquely, right? Like that we are uniquely ourselves. And I believe that God, he's, he's so strategic that he's placed us here in on this earth in this time period because he wants us to be our unique selves. Um, he wants us, I believe he wants us to live in such a way where our presence on this planet is an answer to some of the problems of our day. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, like God, God did not make, uh, make us one way to use us another way. Right. He wants us to be uniquely ourselves. And I believe um, um, in order to make this life count, we've got to develop an understanding of who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I believe identity is it's 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 so important um, that God, he tells us who, who he sees us as who we are in scripture um, um, frequently. Right. Salt, light, royal, peculiar. Um, He calls us the head, not the tail, lender, not the borrower, um, the apple of his eyes. He calls us all those things. And it's not because he's reminding himself of who we are. He's saying all those things because because he wants us to know. And he wants us to, to understand who we are in Christ because we live our lives based off of an understanding of our identity, right? And so I think in order to make this life count, um, my personal opinion is we've got to understand who we are in Christ, mm. right? We've got to understand that we are created in a unique way. Um, and God wants us, he wants to use us the way he's created us to be, right? And so um, if we want to make this, this life count, say, hey, you got to understand who we are in Christ, um, that I'm Tariq, you're Rob, this is Jackie, and that's how God wanted it to be, right? Um, so that's, that's that's what I would say.
0: Okay, I want to just add on to that. So, you've you've made some mention about leading through all the racial issues that have have gone on. I want to ask, since you brought up, you know, our our identity in Christ. Paul says, "Hey, we're one in Christ." Now, you know, you're uh, Jackie. You're Latina. You're African American. Tariq, Chris, Chris, and Rebecca, they're Asian. I think maybe one's Korean, one's Chinese. Mm-hmm. Definitely number of different races represented there. How do you maintain that sense of unity? Hey, we're all together in the church as one in Christ in our identity. But what you're saying there is saying, but you're also who you are, who God made you to be. So how have you navigated the race issue, you know, on campus and now leading the church give, give us some tips on how to tackle that.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think, uh, because we're all unique. Um, I think the beauty of it is we have this opportunity to become one in Christ, meaning we're all different pieces of the puzzle, right? Like Bible, one, one body, many parts. And so when we're all working together, the body's able to function to its full efficiency, right? The church is able to function the way God has intended um, when we're all working together. And so um, in regards to the conversation about uh, racial, social injustice, everybody's got different perspectives. Um, Is that because we all have different perspectives, none of those are wrong, right? But um, we if we are all able to come together, in spite of our different experiences, our different perspectives, we're able to to form the full picture of what God wants us to be, of who God wants us to be, um, in light of any conversations like that, right? Like, um, I believe everybody's experience is valid um experience is important um, and when, when we when we're able to come together in such a way where we can hear each other out um and talk to each other and then and then understand um each other then that's where um we can be one in Christ mm-hmm. uh, that's where we can be the church that's where we can be um this body that the world looks at and sees wow there's all these different races but somehow they're able to live complete unity like what do they have that i am missing um because again god he in, in all circumstances right but even in this this racial conversation like the church has got to be the answer right mm-hmm. right people have got to look at the church in light of everything that's going on and say wow they've got it figured out right maybe i need to be there um so that i can figure it out as well
2: yeah and i really think of um acts 2 42 just the fellowship of the believers and you know, when when we come together like that, that's what they see is Acts 2. And, you know, they're, they're devoted to God, fed the fellowship and, and prayer. And that's what I picture when when the church does that.
0: Well, thank you guys so much uh, again for coming on the program. And I just wish you all the best. And I'm going be, gonna to be praying for you guys and your success in Santa Barbara, a beautiful area. I hope to visit you someday yes, soon. come visit. <laughs> come visit, Rob. Come visit. It's definitely, I've, I've been there Couple times, I believe, but it's just absolutely gorgeous. But uh, may God just totally bless your work. And I look forward to seeing you next month in
1: Dallas. Absolutely. Thanks again, Rob. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for joining the Rob Skinner podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no regrets life and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.